Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from Storyteller Academy. Learn the art of storytelling and unlock your creative potential with a team of story coaches and published professionals helping you achieve your creative goals. Sign up today at StorytellerAcademy.com. Miranda Paul assembled an amazing and diverse cast of poets all joining together to give thanks. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 556. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. Today, I invited contributors of Thanku, Poems of Gratitude, to share their work with you. There is some debate between Miranda and her contributors and I about whether or not it's pronounced Thanku or Thank You. You'll have to judge for yourself. I like to think of it like haiku, they're where all of the poems are orienting themselves around gratitude. Regardless, this picture book, beautifully illustrated by Marlena Miles and edited by Miranda Paul, is something really special, and I credit that to the exceptional list of contributors that made it possible. Each poet used a different poetic style, and each gives thanks in a uniquely personal way. But I'll let them tell you about that. Check the show notes for the full list of contributors on today's episode, and please welcome my guests, contributors on Thanku, Poems of Gratitude. My name is Joseph Bruchak. I'm a writer and a storyteller whose work often draws on my Native American ancestry. Gratitude, to me, is, in fact the way to begin, and the way to end everything. As my teachers and elders have said to me, we must begin every gathering with giving thanks, for that was what the Creator told us to do before anything else. Give thanks, and all good things will follow. One thing I'm grateful for is the gift of life itself. To be able to rise each morning, to stand and walk around, to breathe the air, to drink the water. In fact, every time I drink water, I always say thank you. These simple gifts are so important. These simple gifts. The name and style of my poem is Giving Thanks. It's a didactic poem that teaches, like all of our traditional stories, it's meant to entertain and also to share a lesson. I chose the format I did because I love music and the musicality of rhyme verse, 
And also, I like simplicity. Clarity is one thing that we often do not have enough of in this life. Giving Thanks by Joseph Bruchak Thanksgiving is more than just one day, as a Mohawk elder said to me. Though it is good that we remember this time with feasting each November, we need to give thanks every dawn for the gifts of life, for each breath drawn. For everything that keeps us living, we speak our words of true thanksgiving. My name is Kimberly Blazer. Pronouns she, her, hers. I'm most known as a poet, and I served a wonderful term as Wisconsin Poet Laureate, but I also write short fiction, creative nonfiction, plays, and since I'm a college professor, scholarship. I believe gratitude is a lens through which we view the world. Gratitude is an attitude we practice. So we choose to be thankful for small and large things in our lives. The ancient song of sandhill cranes echoing across the sky, a trip to the Scottish Highlands for roller coaster rides and family games. My poem here is called Flights. It's a concrete poem in which the words of the poem create a shape. In this instance, a bird with outstretched wings. It also uses different kinds of text or fonts to suggest sounds. Sometimes their down flap is like a clap. Their glide is like a wee. Some days the sky seems full of honk and tweet and chirp, seems full of caw and chickadee-dee-dee. In different ways, it invites us to imagine for ourselves. If you want to try this form, you might think of the picture you want your words to make. An ice cream cone, a tea kettle, a leaf, then After you brainstorm on a page, gathering your ideas, your words, images, poetic lines about your topic, the challenge, the puzzle is how to arrange them to visually suggest that shape. Visual poetry is fun to create. It can be used not only to show the exact shape of an item, but to create a feeling about it. Or maybe all your words outline a shape rather than create one with the text of the words themselves so that the blank space becomes the image. I am grateful for the challenge of poetry. I say thank you, but also in the Anishinaabe language, I say miigwech. Hi, my name is Padma Venkatraman. I go by the pronouns she and her, and I write novels usually. My fourth novel, The Bridge Home, was just released in February 2019. Gratitude to me is anything that lifts my heart and makes me feel so happy to be alive. 
somebody I'm grateful for is my daughter. I'm also so grateful for my husband. So really, something that I'm grateful for is love in my life. My poem is not necessarily about loving a person. It's about loving something, uh, mathematics actually, which I love just as much as words. And it's called Nothing to be Grateful for. It's a tanka. I love the title because the title is a bit of a twist. It sounds like nothing to be grateful for is going to be a complaint or a rant, but it's actually not. It's about the discovery of zero. Zero was invented by non-white cultures, so the non-majority culture in America. And um, it was invented in several places. So it was invented in the Americas independently. It was also invented uh, by people in Asia, so South Asian Indians. And it was then uh, fostered and understood and recognized and celebrated by people in the Middle East or what we call the Middle East now. And without that invention, we would have no modern science. So it's not the only a non-Western invention, of course, in terms of science and mathematics. There have been several contributions, but it's one of the most important. And I wanted to celebrate that because before I became an author, I used to be an oceanographer and the world of numbers was where I lived. My name is Janice Marie Scully and I write poems, stories, and sometimes plays. To me, Gratitude is a feeling of appreciation that comes from deep inside, like love. A feeling that takes over. Gratitude is big, like a delicious cake rising in the oven, crowding out other emotions such as anger and jealousy. Those other feelings which all of us sometimes feel because we are human beings. I am grateful for my family, but lately, given our concerns about climate, I feel especially grateful too for the freedom I have every day to breathe fresh air, drink clean water, and live in a peaceful place in upstate New York. My poem, First Responder, is written in a form called hyperbole, or exaggeration. My poem gives thanks to a common tape dispenser and elevates it to the role of first responder. With a quick piece of tape, paper tears and other emergencies are healed and made right again. Normally, When we hear the words first responder, we think of such people as nurses and firefighters. But our lives show us that first responders can be found in many places, even on our desk. If you would like to write in hyperbole, simply think of an everyday object, how it looks and how it's used, and see what comes to mind. For example, can something simple as a plain rock become in your imagination more grand or fantastic than it really is? As to the name of the book, when I tell people about the book, I usually say thank you, poems of gratitude. I then acknowledge the clever twist. The thank you is spelled like the word haiku, after the famous Japanese poetry form. But I pronounce it thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is Charles Waters. My pronouns are he, him, and I write children's poetry. 
to me gratitude is something big and small it could be being thankful for waking up in the morning and having another day on this planet to being thankful for loved ones or for clouds in the sky or for drizzle for a roof over your head and clothes on your back and food to put in your belly I am grateful for another day on this planet because tomorrow is not given to anyone else uh, no one is perfect and no one will live forever in our human bodies so I am grateful uh, for being alive the name of my poem is called Roy G. Biv which are the colors of the rainbow red orange yellow green blue indigo and violet I wrote this poem because I've always been fascinated by rainbows and one of the cool things about rain is after rain you see rainbows appear it's like nature's dessert I chose to write it in a ballad stanza which means the second and fourth line rhyme I started out writing poems and ballad stanzas many years ago and I was looking through my files for a poem for thank you poems of gratitude and I saw Roy G. Biv I thought that's perfect and I'm glad it was accepted the advice I have about trying out that format is don't try the format as of yet just write about anything poems don't have to rhyme it took me many years to write in rhyme and feel comfortable with it but now I prefer writing in free verse if I was getting started all over again I'd probably write in free verse first and then I would learn more about rhyming my poem is called Ruiji Biv and I like to recite it for you and it goes like this Rory G. Biv has lots to give during a waterfall kaleidoscopes of color a rainbow for us all hope you enjoyed that take care keep writing poetry bye bye Hi, my name is Carol Lindstrom. Pronouns are she and her, uh, and I write picture books, middle grade, YA, both fiction and nonfiction. Um, and to me, gratitude is um, showing just showing appreciation or, or honoring something or someone, in some way in your heart um, or other ways. Um, just showing some kind of appreciation or honoring um, in some way. I am grateful for bird song in the morning. Uh, the name of my poem is called Drops of Gratitude, and it is a found poem. 
I wrote it um, because I was a little bit nervous at first to write a poem or when I hear the word poetry, it makes me just a tad bit nervous. So I thought, well, gosh, if I try something that maybe I start kind of think about playing with the words, then maybe it wouldn't be so scary. So I decided to try the found poem format and um, it's really, I thought it was so much fun. Um, so it's just really ba basically taking something that's already created um, and uh, making your own poem with it. So um, kind of like a collage or even a mosaic, something like that. Um, I think it's a lot of fun and I could see it, it being really fun for several people to take a page from the book, the same page. Several um, students, you could do it with your friends or, you know, anybody could do it. And then um, just make your own poem and see what words you scratch out and what stands out to you and what stands out to others. And just to, to many different kinds of stories and poetry that can be told by just that one page from a book or article. I think that would be a real fun uh, thing to try. But, um, Anyway, uh, it was a lot of fun, and I think that um, you would find it fun as well as a different way to approach poetry. Hello, Marlena. Hello, Matthew. Marlena, your illustrations are beautiful. I'm very excited about them. My name is Carolyn D. Flores. I am the author of Thank You Sleep. Miranda Paul called me and asked me, because she knew I was a rock musician before, she asked me if I could do a poem that was a song. And so we came up with this idea of an onomatopoeia alphabet song. For you kids, onomatopoeia is when a word sounds exactly like what it is. For instance, a chew. Okay, that's the word. So here we go. Thank You Sleep by Carolyn D. Flores. A chew. Boo-hoo, coughing, creepy, drippy, ooh, flush, gunk, hick, I'm sunk, onomatopoeia, chew, itchy, jitter, knocky, knees, onomatopoeia, ooze, oh, please, quite sick, queasy, quick, onomatopoeia, ick, ringing in my ears and head, slurping soup, I jump in bed, tick, tock, tick, tock, snooze and snore, thank you, sleep, I'm sick, no more. Farewell, sneeze by belly ache. I feel great now I'm awake. Ultra volt for a whoosh and woom. Out the door to play X, Y, Zoom. <laughs> so that's the, that's the song. Thank you so much, you guys. Uh, have a great interview. Bye-bye. Hey there. My name is Sarvinder Neighborhouse. And oh my goodness, what am I grateful for? So many things. I'm grateful to God, family, faith, friends. I'll tell you right now, I'm really thankful and grateful for dogs. I have a Border Collie. He is 15 and a half years old, and I know I'm going to have to say goodbye to him soon. And although it's very sad, I'm very thankful for the life that I've had with him for the time that I've gotten to share with him and for the unconditional love he has given me every day. He just doesn't care what I look like or if I've done anything wrong or anything. He just loves me for who I am. And you know, he is a good example to me on, on how I should live my life too. <laughs> uh, so that's what I'm mostly grateful for in this spot and time in my life right now. I'm also grateful for the chance to write children's books 
and to follow my dreams. And I think that is something that is a rare gift and it takes courage to follow your dreams. And you know what? I, I, I wish that upon everybody. Thank you. Hi, I'm Janae Brownwood and I'm a children's author and educator. I write picture books, poetry, and novels for kids. To me, gratitude is being thankful, grateful, appreciative to someone, something, or even an experience that you may have encountered. Gratitude is a feeling that begins in your heart and radiates outward, allowing you to pass it on to others. And that act of passing it on can then touch the hearts of those around you, creating a chain of gratitude and goodness that spreads and spreads. That is what gratitude is to me. I'm grateful for so many things, but um, especially for my family who loves me and supports me and whom I love and support. I'm grateful for my health and my creativity. And I'm especially grateful that I get to do things that I truly enjoy, such as writing and creating books and poetry that I can share with the children of the world. The format of my poem, Falling Leaves, is an ode, an ode to the leaves that fall from the trees. It is really a poem thanking not just the leaves, but the trees and experiences tied to the beauty that is autumn and the brilliant colors of the foliage that accompany the fall season. This format was perfect for my poem because Falling Leaf is a poem of praise, but also meant to have a melody, which in my mind, mirrors the beautiful dance of a falling leaf flittering down to the ground on an autumn breeze. I surely hope you enjoy my poem, Falling Leaves, and the lovely poetry anthology, Thanku, Poems of Gratitude. Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from the Highlights Foundation. Imagine your own private retreat in a picturesque setting. The Highlights Foundation believes all writers and artists can benefit from the gift of time. Time to create and time to dream. That's why they developed a program called Unworkshops that gives you the opportunity to create your own retreat. In an Unworkshop, time is yours to spend as you please. No structure, no schedule. They will provide you with comfortable lodging and three great meals a day. From the moment you arrive, you'll feel right at home and fussed over. They'll furnish a peaceful setting that lets you focus solely on your work. And for only $149 a day, you and your career are worth the investment. Learn more about these and other workshops and online courses by visiting highlightsfoundation.org programs. Hi, my name is Diana Murray, and I'm one of the contributing authors to the Thank Who anthology of poems about gratitude. Gratitude to me is feeling a sense of appreciation or of being lucky for something that you've received, whether it's an object, an experience, or even some, something completely intangible. Personally, I'm grateful for the very winding path that led me to being the writer that I am today. I could have very easily ended up doing something else as a career, something that wasn't as rewarding or just incredibly enjoyable as this is to me. 
So I'm grateful for the path that got me here with all its ups and downs. And yes, I'm even grateful for the downs because without that, it would be a totally different path. My poem in the anthology, Thank Who, is called Diary of a Sweatshirt, The Best Day Ever. It's a mask poem, which is also known as a persona poem, uh, which is a poem that is written from the point of view of something or someone else. In this case, it's written from the point of view of an object, which is a child's sweatshirt. It seems silly, but I love writing mask poems with kids because they allow children to open their minds to different viewpoints in a very fun, engaging way, and can even kind of teach a sense of empathy in that way. Um, My poem might make a reader think, hmm, how would I feel if I were a brand new sweatshirt tucked away in a drawer? I'd probably feel clean and safe and protected, but wouldn't I get bored? Wouldn't I have more fun if I got to be worn outside even if that meant getting a little muddy, getting a little bit wrinkled, or even a little bit torn. That's what this poem is supposed to show, the gratitude for the beauty of the world and the fun to be had in it, despite any possible bumps along the way. So you can have an amazing day and be so grateful for it, even if it isn't quite perfect. If you climb up a tree, you might snag your fabric on the way there, but it's still worth it for the view. My name is Megan Hoyt. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I write picture book biographies and nonfiction, but I also love to write poems. In fact, my husband and I have a decades-long email chain filled with love poems we've written to each other. Maybe it'll be published one day, but not as a children's book. To me, gratitude has two parts. It's a feeling of humility and warmth that you get when someone does something lovely for you, but it's also an action. You can feel thankful for something and never do anything about it to show the person your gratitude. I remember when I was little, my mom would ask me to write thank you notes to my three elderly aunts who lived in New York and always sent me money for my birthday. Most years I would, but others I'd just tell my mom I did it. Ah, So ungrateful. Was I just too busy playing? I have no idea. It's definitely not something I'm proud of, and now that they're gone, I can't go back and thank them for always thinking of this little girl who lived far away in Texas, who they'd only met once. I'm grateful for my health. When I was born, my pancreas didn't function right. At first, they didn't know what was wrong and just labeled me failure to thrive. No one was sure if I'd live or die, and I surprised the doctors and lived. I try to remember my shaky start in life and always stay in that place of gratitude for my life and health. My poem is called Thanksgiving by the Lake. It's a Shakespearean sonnet, which means it has three stanzas of four lines each in iambic pentameter with alternate rhyming lines and ends with a couplet. Sonnet form is fun to teach. I have my students gallop around the room to get a feel of what an iam is. Ka-clunk, ka-clunk. It's so fun. I chose sonnet form because I love Shakespeare, but I chose to write about hardworking dads Whether they're ducks smooshing up worms to feed their families or fishermen cracking through ice to feed their families. Because I think sometimes in this day and age, fathers get a bad rap. I understand why. Women have been pushed down throughout the ages and we're having our moment to speak up and provoke change. 
But I also wanted to recognize that that doesn't mean men are evil or men are all shirking their responsibilities as dads. So my poem reflects the gratitude I have for my husband, my father, who was a symphony musician, scrimping and saving for his four children to go to private schools, and for dads everywhere who try so hard to do it all right. Hello, my name is Jamie McGillan, and I write poetry and young adult historical fiction. To me, gratitude is all about perspective. Some things I don't even think to be thankful for until they're gone, and other times I have these moments of clarity where I feel really strongly that I'm so very lucky to be alive and have my health. I think the magic of choosing to focus on gratitude is that we can create these moments of thankfulness and joy just by changing our perspective. My poem is The Perfect Rock, and it's a ballad. A ballad is a form that lends itself to lots of end rhymes and a lovely iambic trotting. It's the kind of meter that mimics skipping along a dirt path when you have nowhere to be. My poem was inspired by my own love of rocks, and I see that same passion in my kids, Scott and Rachel. We were on a beach of ocean rocks the Christmas before last, just collecting them, enjoying their different shapes and colors. It was also really fun to throw them into the ocean, let them get swallowed up by the waves, but it was even better to hang on to them. The cool stones nestled in our palms or weighing down our pockets. And so that's how I got the idea for the poem, because we can't take home all the rocks at the beach, but we can usually get away with one. And when I find that perfect rock, in a way, it chooses me. And there's something really incredible about rocks because most of them have been around before me and most of the rocks I collect will also outlive me. But for a short time, we can be friends, so to speak. And that's something to be grateful for. Hello, my name is Vanessa Brantley Newton and I am an author and illustrator of children's picture books. I have written five books of my own and illustrated them, and I've also illustrated over 85 children's books for other authors. I love what I do. Gratitude. Gratitude to me is the position of the heart when it's full after thinking thoughts about life, about people, about things, and your reflection fills your heart and makes it so full that it wants to bust open. Uh, that's gratitude to me. Um, it is often said that thinking people are thankful people. And so when we reflect on the good, the bad, the ugly, how we got through the hard times, how uh, we're not in the same place that we were before, to me, that is gratitude. What I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for my husband and my daughter. I'm grateful for even my cat who is all over my desk right now, but I'm thankful for life. I am thankful that I get an opportunity to do what most don't do. I am an African-American woman and trying to break into publishing was not easy. And so being here, I am so grateful for the opportunity to tell stories, to illustrate picture books for children and to also allow other children of other uh, races uh, diversity to know that I see them through my artwork and through storytelling so that I get to do this job I'm very 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 grateful for so the name of my poem is thankful for thinking and it is in the format of a limerick and the reason why I wrote this poem was because I got to thinking 
while I was writing and that um, our brains are a very powerful organ in our bodies, but we take it for granted. You think about how your hand is raised and it's not raised just because of the muscles that's in your arm. Your brain has to tell your muscles what to do. And so that's very powerful. So then thought is very, very powerful. Uh, thoughts become things. And while we don't want to own up to it, and sometimes we don't want to admit it, what we think about, we do bring about. And so if I can get a kid who is afraid of a math test on Monday to think about, you know, you did all the studying, make sure you study. But after you do all the studying, after you do all the studying and you say a prayer, and I hope I pass this math test, I need you to say something positive, like, when I walk into that classroom on Monday and she puts that test or he puts that test in front of me, I am going to pass that test. I see an A on my paper right now. I see me running home and telling my mom and dad, I got an A, I got a B. You know, for most athletes, it is said that they think about the, the race that is set before them and how they're going to run it and how they're going to win. And so they see it before they see it. And so I'm encouraging children to do the very same thing. See yourself succeeding before you even get there. See yourself coming home with a report card full of A's. Uh, see yourself making a new friend. See yourself um, maybe getting that toy that you wanted that mommy and daddy said they can't afford right now. But somehow it shows up because you thought about it. And so there it is. And so um, it is that the brain is a very, very powerful tool. And we don't know how it can shape us. We don't know how it can make us. It can make us bold and brave and innovative and happy and creative. Um, and it's no telling where um, our dreams can take us. So you got to read the poem to find that out. But um, that is why I wrote this poem. Um, what I'd like to say to children about um, trying out this format is it is one of the easiest ones actually um, to do a limerick. Um, uh, remember hip, hickory dickory dock, the mouse ran up the clock, the mouse struck one, the clock struck one rather, the mouse ran down hickory dickory dock. So if you can do it in that beat, then you can probably write your own limerick. Um, also check out Edward Lear. Um, he has lots of limericks. He is the king of limericks. And uh, lastly, I call this book, Thank You, and thank you for your time. This is Tracy Sorrell. My pronouns are she, her. I write fiction, nonfiction, and poems for all ages. Gratitude to me is remembering how life gives me beauty and hardship so I don't take anything for granted. I am very grateful for this journey as an author. For the Thank You Poems of Gratitude anthology, I wrote a Sin Cane poem because I had never written one before. I love the format. It's five lines. The first line has two syllables, then four syllables, six syllables, eight syllables, and then the final line has two syllables again. I wrote about being a first-generation college graduate and how that has changed my life.
Hi, my name is Edna Kupkabin Moran, and I'm an author-illustrator who loves creating multicultural picture books and poetry. I'm thrilled to be a contributor in the book, Thank You, Poems of Gratitude. For me, gratitude is an uplifting feeling that bubbles up from within. It's like when it's gray and rainy outside, and you happen to see a rainbow forming in the sky, and just looking at the rainbow makes you smile. If you allow for it, that one thing can inspire you and get you thinking of other things that make you smile. Gratitude is something that you can keep going. One thing I'm grateful for is being able to express myself through writing, drawing, painting, or dancing. And when I'm doing these things and expressing myself, I feel very present. I'm in my element. And in that moment, I have such a good feeling something I love to do all my life. (laughs) I've been writing poems since I was a kid, and I love short poems. I'm always trying out new types of short poetic forms. A number of years ago, I became interested in palindromes. By the way, a palindrome is a word that can be read and spelled the same way front and back. So I started experimenting with palindromes and poetry. This led me to creating the poem, A Graceful Journey. It's a double-duty palindrome poetry made up of a palindrome word and line-by-line palindrome poem. So it reads the same, top to bottom, frontwards and backwards. When I first wrote that poem, I imagined being on the water, enjoying the sights and sounds of the river, hearing water splash, listening to birds, watching them fly between trees. I imagined the sun and wind on my face. And I recalled how much I loved being on the water and being able to paddle wherever I wanted, that's when I saw a deeper meaning to my poem. I realized I was feeling grateful for having freedom, the freedom of choice, freedom to go where I wanted, on the river and in life. When I write a poem, it often feels like I'm doing a puzzle, and I usually go for a feeling that is helped along by the right words in the right order and rhythm. As I write a poem, I'll read it out loud as I create it. Then I put the poem away for a while, sometimes a day or two or even longer. I feel that my poem and I need some space away from each other. This helps me see and hear the poem with fresh eyes and ears. It has to sound good to my ear. I usually go through a lot of changes or editing to improve a poem. I want it to read or sound very natural. And if it tells a story or truth, something I feel in my heart, that's even better. If a poem triggers a physical reaction, like a little crying, even happy tears, then I know I'm onto something. I hope you'll have fun exploring palindrome poems. It's one of the best types of poetry and word puzzles you'll ever try. Keep on writing and reading poetry. Hi, I'm Liz Garten Scanlon. I use the pronouns she and her, and I write picture books, middle grade, and pertinent to today's discussion, poetry. Also pertinent to today's discussion, gratitude. 
To me, gratitude is the antidote to dismay, despair, and the daily news. It is a reminder that there is always a ray of light, some hope, or possibility. What I'm feeling grateful for right now is anthologies, collaborations, and community. As writers, we all spend a lot of time alone, and being included in a book like this one is a chance to come together. I need more of that, not just as a writer, but as a human. And I'm grateful to Miranda for creating the space in this book, and to you, Matthew, for creating it on your podcast. My poem in the book, the final poem in the book, actually, is an ethery. An ethery is a 10-line poem in which each line has one more syllable than the last, starting with one syllable and ending with 10. A couple of years ago, I became so obsessed with ethereys that I wrote a whole chapter book using them. It turns out that that was overkill, but it felt just right to use the form here as a way to grow a list of things, simple things, to be grateful for. One of those things, of course, was books. Thank you all for the opportunity to talk about my small role in the anthology. Thank you. It's been an honor. Hi, it's Matthew. I am in a corner of my library right now while children are bustling about, and I wanted to just record a quick note of thanks for everyone who contributed to this recording and to this beautiful, beautiful book, and to all of you who I know are going to help the book get into the hands of readers. I am grateful for all of you. Thank you. This is Darshna Kiani, author of How to Wear a Sari, coming in fall 2020. Want to find out the latest South Asian books and children's literature? Check out www.darshanakhiani.com forward slash South Asian Kid Lit. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 400 episodes at matthewcwinner.com forward slash podcast. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals and do not reflect ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out the show? Writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing indeed. Before we leave, I want to give a shout out to all of our patrons, those folks who are supporting the podcast and helping keep the lights on care of our Patreon page. Thank you, Tracy, Hallie, Chris, Amy, Summer, Sarah, Kate, Darshna, Patricia, Amanda, 
Sophia, Jarrett, Justin, Anitra, Selaja, Haley, Suzanne, Mike, Steve, Mia, Karina, Adrian, Irene, Kate, Ed, Jenny Sue, Cynthia, Sylvie, Doug, Amanda, Judy, Ruth, Elaine, Teresa, Alicia, and others who are coming with me on this journey. You're welcome to join us. Just visit patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner and pick the support tier that's right for you. Teamwork makes the dream work, and each of you are helping to provide the tools necessary to make this podcast even greater. Thank you. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.